You're listening to the Titties and Tacos podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network. Welcome back to another episode of Titties and Tacos. I'm your what? host, Sparkle. Shut up. Yes. I guess am. what? Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I'm Tina D, y'all. Tina Andromeda <laughs> is here. Me. I'm here again. Surprise. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter L. It is. Which, you know, is one of my favorite episodes. I am aware. <laughs> That's why I felt good about ending last episode on some shit I wanted it's, to fucking talk about. Because oh I knew this right. bitch See, was going to come like, in right. here for the next one talking right. about this shit she wanted to talk that's about. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some bullshit. But now I can feel better it's going not, into yeah, this. But I feel plotted against, though. That is your feeling. <laughs> <laughs> or is that what happened? What? You are entitled to your feelings. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I feel like there's a term for this called gaslighting. But sure. <laughs> pretty sure that's what actually happened um no anyway um yes i'm excited about my topic today you know that's fantastic c l and r are kind of the um oh like the journal stuff is that, it is clr isn't it wow <laughs> okay wow yeah okay drain the swamp mm. if only there are anchor episodes there are. It's important for people to remain oriented on this wild ride. Yeah, so man. Like, cause this this season is has got nothing like it like planned. We had so many plans. Yeah. Just like twenty twenty eight got shut down. Right. For real. For real. I saw. Did you, I, I've been sharing a, well before you know last week. I oh, was yeah, sharing yeah. the the memes of your twenty twenty plans and what it actually looked like. Oh, girl. Right. Did you see the one where it was like? what my 2020 plans was and it was like a fine a fine man or whatever mm. and then the 2020 plans was that Shamar Moore wig oh did you see that oh no <laughs> no oh that's so bad or it was another one that was like 2020 plans and it was like this new church development and all of that and then the 2020 plans was a church that they building fun fell through and they had oh, <laughs> it was no. just the beginning of the, of the building the storefront part did was you done. see the one that they did of actual Detroit the Detroit church that's what see? I'm talking about oh, okay, I yeah, shared yeah. that one okay I was about to say that <laughs> and one everyone's was like good. oh my god you so bold who church was that I'm like girl yes yeah that's it's here. been undeveloped for years for the majority just, of my just, life yeah mm-hmm. like my actual life yeah. that's not exactly just, just sitting there just been sitting there this whole time i think my the best one the most accurate i think was there was a picture it, it was a walking dead reference so it's only really significant to people that really watch it but it was dead on because it was wildly significant <laughs> for everybody who watched the show where it's um two characters had gotten engaged mm-hmm. And so it shows the two characters on their engagement part of the episode. Like how you thought this was going to go? Yeah. And then it said 2020. It was just a picture of the main villain of the show holding his bat because that nigga bludgeoned the dude to death. The Asian dude? Yeah. 
I don't watch the show, but and I already yeah, man. You see how you know? And, <laughs> and so, so if you follow the show, that's like, Denny from uh, I can't think of his name. Yes, but yeah, it's Denny. Yeah, yep. And so, first of all, nobody plays that character better than anybody. Like that dude did a masterful job. He was the only reason I was watching the show. Um, wow. For a while after that, because after that the show went like to shit. <laughs> And I was fucking. You know how I get. If you kill a lot of people, said that about that show. Yeah, if you kill kill off, and that show was notorious for killing off characters, so it wasn't really about the character getting uh, killed off because that's what the show was kind of about. Yeah, based on like anybody could die at any time, so it wasn't that. But that was definitely a turning point in me dealing with this show anymore. Like, how many more deaths you gonna watch on this show? (laughs) Because when that nigga bludgeoned him, I remember everybody just being done. Like they were done. I watched maybe one. I made it through one more season and it was only because of how well he played that character he played that character that borderline sociopath but very charismatic like do I like him like if you spent you we get Girl, to the, I dated one of them. you can get to the end of the episodes and be like but do I do I like you mm-hmm. though like do I I definitely, I kind of respect what you're doing here and you're a monster and he was a monster like oh flat God. out terrible like do it was just how, like it was just played with so much. That's depth. crazy. Like it was really, it was. It the was character really depth is is crazy to, yeah. to even be able to pull that off like that. Yeah, as a as an actor, like it really speaks to him because there was no redeeming qualities of the character. And, like, and the yeah, character, you still kind of walked away like slightly liking him. Like I like him a, a little bit. I mean, like in the comic books, I think the character is the same, but he did a good job. Regardless, that was the most accurate. Like bludgeoned my twenty twenty plans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bludgeoned, bludgeoned my 2020 plan <laughs> but that that was the one that i thought that that stuck with me well, out of all of them taco today you got it it is my turn i'm very prepared oh yeah <laughs> 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 why you sit up like that well i'm just i'm just very interested because the behind the scenes footage to this episode would lead me to believe otherwise no, no, no. i was prepared remember i saw just prepared i just didn't have it pulled up oh gotcha yeah i knew what i was gonna gonna uh, okay, do because that's a different thing gotcha. because mine is on theme um it kind of matches my life hack Ooh. so keep that in mind when you get to the end of the episode remember she told you about this <laughs> <laughs> so it is um uncle nearest my taco Ooh. is also a drink because that's what's happening these few weeks. Just, I mean, we had plans of making it into something, but what, <laughs> we found is, uh, what we found is we're just drinking now. So, <laughs> so I really just wanted to read this. Um, Nathan mm-hmm. Nearest Green, known mm-hmm. by those in his hometown of Lynchburg, Tennessee, as Uncle Nearest, was the first African-American master distiller on record in the United States. He is now recognized by the distillery as having taught a young Jack Daniel how to make Tennessee whiskey. So, yeah, black folks be doing things. Um, A lot of times white folks get credit. Always. And (laughs) every once in a while we can get it ourselves. It's important that we um, honor our ancestors especially those who made whiskey (laughs) shout out to you specifically (laughs) ancestors i know people talk to the ancestors a lot and i respect (laughs) i want to talk to the ancestors that made whiskey particularly uncle nearest who taught everybody how to make whiskey apparently because you touched taught jack daniels and that is the uh cornerstone yes. of whiskey here um i want you to know that we say his name nathan green nathan motherfucking green 
Let me tell you how I am forever in your day. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, my summer taco. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Two cubed ice cubes. Like mm-hmm. the actual perfectly, you know, cubed ones with the cube mold. Ooh, nice. Um, Uncle Nearest mm-hmm. and Arnold Palmer. Oh. So the little bit of lemonade, a little bit of iced tea probably pretty with tasty. the Uncle Nearest. So this, so now that we're talking about Uncle Nearest, and I probably should save this for the fall time, but it's fine. Because mm-hmm. um, Uncle Nearest is actually my favorite for making fall drinks. Mm, okay. Because Uncle Nearest, the whiskey actually has a good amount of like a cinnamon and a peppery yes, it does. spice yep. to it. Yep. So I really only think about it, and it warms you. Yes, in it a way does. That in a, not, in like a hug. It, yeah, it's yeah. a hug for your soul. Yeah, some some whiskeys <laughs> do that more than others. Yes, but it because it has that. It's the spice. is what yeah, it is. The, yeah, the spice. It makes really, you. It warms you up. It warms you up. So it's a great like we're getting ready to walk around apple this cider. Apple cider yep. time. It goes very. It pairs very well in apple cider. Oh, you I know. I've also even, put it on my stove and warmed oh, it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, and so, eaten it with donuts. Um. So I really, but because. I like it so much as this apple cider donut mm-hmm. combo and that's where I put it I never really think about it in the summertime it's a good summertime drink but with, I would with think lemonade about that and, and tea, to the sweet tea, tea. Mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be not necessarily just with, with lemonade but the, the, the sweet tea. tea is really what does it yeah, because it, it, it balances out that. that spice and yeah. that cinnamon and the, and the nutmeg yeah the, the sweet really really does a thing in your listen, mouth listen y'all can listen to this or not but I'm about to do that <laughs> <laughs> That sounds good. It's delicious. You gotta be careful. It's really good. Oh, it's really it's good. It's really good. <laughs> shit, don't go nowhere. You know? Like, guess what? Post Ain't nowhere to go. Post a bitch of shit. That's what I've been. There you go. I like it. So, yeah, that is my, my drink. I my like taco of the day. It. Very, very good. I enjoy it. Um, Well, thank you for doing that. <laughs> you are welcome because that means I didn't have to which I enjoy um, but that does mean that I'm gonna go first then for my topic yes it yes. does okay so my topic this week serves as a little bit of a gift to you and I want you to think about that when you go into your topic and you say I'm never nice to you oh I didn't get a name of my drink oh what's my, the name? Oh, my taco what's the name uncle nearest plus one <laughs> cause, I love it. cause it's Nathan and Arnold <laughs> But we don't speak his name, so he's just the plus one. <laughs> oh, my wife, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I married you, girl. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I feel so much better about picking this topic now. That's so sweet. Anyway, so I know what you like to talk about for the letter L. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm normally. Uh, Did you want me to go first? To I can go first. No, no, no. Okay. I need to go first. Okay. But normally, you know, I'm opposed to it. Yes. Which is... Normally, you, I'm, I'm surprised you're in a good mood, honestly. Well, <laughs> you know how normally sometimes... you come in this bitch aggressive when I do L. Exactly. Normally, I am and don't think for any reason that that will, this general oh, exchange so, is going so to continue. this is a facade, this calmness. No, 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 no. This is happening now because I feel like it's important and we need to have it happen now. Okay. Because of everything that's been going on. Okay. I feel like this is a good time to get on board with your love train. Ew. Exactly right. 
That's fucking gross. It's hilarious. Right. It's a fun train, y'all. <laughs> the image that I have of a love train is just not appropriate. <laughs> This was not supposed, supposed to go, go south like this. <laughs> it really wasn't. That's what they call running a bus, though. Uh, <laughs> it's 2020. It's a love train. If we can ever possibly like rein it a little bit back, <laughs> run a bus on a love train. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we should just edit that whole part out, but we don't do edits here. So y'all heard it all. I just want you to know if we knew how to edit this podcast, we would have took that whole segue out <laughs> and saved it for ourselves. Thanks. <laughs> but we don't know how to edit this podcast. Oh, so we know yeah, I just want to get it raw, <laughs> like the lunch train. <laughs> None of this. This was supposed to be. This setup was supposed to be so sweet. It's so nice. And now it's just filthy, dirty mess. Like the rest of this fucking pocket. Oh no! Making everything is desecrated. Oh Jesus! I'm so sorry. This is what happens when I try. To to be better, I just oh want you God. to know. I gotta drink my water. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. my topic was so nice and so not a thing. It's just very simple. What is it? My topic is. <laughs> I swear to God, it's love train. I'm weak. It's not love train. <laughs> If I could do a whole topic on the fly with no prep, it, <laughs> it would be love, love train right now, and I would just run with it. But I can't. Oh, I gotta have something. I gotta have some preparation. But no, my L, my L is for uh, love us list. Okay, so. I just put together a list of things that I love about us, and the us is black people, oh, and it's just. It's going to be however long it is because I haven't really counted all of these things out and we can talk about them, but that's just what I want to do. I just want to talk about a bunch of things that I love about being black, black people, and black shit. <laughs> okay. So if you don't want to hear about it, today ain't the day. You can go any multitude of places <laughs> to hear about not black things to love. So um, feel free. BuzzFeed's always open. Um, <laughs> except there one cocoa butter. But anyway, neither here nor there. This is not about BuzzFeed and my disdain. This is about us. This is about things I love about us. It's just a list, so feel free to chime in whenever you want. Okay. Um, the first thing is um, I love how we have whole conversations with each other with just looks and glances and they be long conversations. Yes. Right? Oh my God. So particularly when you're out somewhere seeing some fuck shit that you know that ain't no way no other black person would be able to get away with or do. Mm-hmm. So some of my favorite examples of this is like when you go to a party that's with a lot of different people and you see like drunk white women or men 
or whoever doing some shit that niggas just not gonna do okay and then you lock eyes with a stranger who's also watching this shit go down <laughs> a black stranger who's watching this shit go down mm-hmm. and the two of y'all exchange glasses and the first one is like you see this shit <laughs> and then the next one the next glance equals yeah girl you see this shit <laughs> And then the other person replies with it. There's a there's another glance. I can't I can't tell you. I can't teach the language. I just speak it. Right. But right. Um, there's another look that's just like, can you believe this shit? Mm-hmm. And there's another one like, mm mm. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. I'm sorry. Did you say looks and sounds or just looks? So I'm t- no, no. I'm just talking about the looks now. Okay. I get to the sounds. Okay. The sounds I'll, are actually I'll hold next. My comment. The sounds are next. Okay. Not for long. But, um, yep. Yeah. So then there's another one that's just like, see, this is why I don't even come here. Yep. And then there's another one that's like. Hold on. My favorite is my brother and myself, when we mm-hmm. look at each other at a at a, a, a family feast, mm-hmm. and it's like, you about to eat that shit? Like, <laughs> hell no. I ain't about to who, eat that. Who the fuck bought this? Who made this? Yeah, because that's the thing that I think gets overlooked a lot, unless you are a black person, is there's a lot of this that we do internally to each other. It's not all bad internal things to right, each other. no. Like, no. Like, we internally It'd be genuine talk- fuck conversation with no words at family events within the family mm, yes girl because <laughs> there's sometimes where it's just my just my immediate family so that's me my parents my siblings and grandparents right <laughs> which is huge it's a bunch of people but it's just our immediate mm-hmm. group and i be in there cutting looks at my sister about our other sister yep we ain't said nothing nope. nobody do nothing yep. sometimes it's my mama cutting looks about my dad sometimes it's me and my dad cutting looks about our about my mama but at the end of the day it's all sometimes done i watch other people's looks like granny and granddaddy exactly <laughs> with each other and i'll be over there like mm, i see y'all talking <laughs> it's so perfect segue into mm, i just my fuck no no let me do it let me do okay, it go, go for it my wife is the absolute <laughs> queen of motherfucking sounds of blackness. <laughs> there ain't a better bitch <laughs> with a motherfucking mm. Geralt of Rivia don't have shit on my wife. <laughs> Oh, I've never been more complimented in my whole life. I just want you to know, I'm putting this shit on my Premium resume. Sounds of blackness. That's on my that's on my CV now. I'm putting out my my professional shit. My fancy resume. Y'all ain't gonna find nobody to do it better. I promise you, girl. Just a solid. Mm. And, she, and there's different ones too. They're not all the same. People would think that that is the same. But honestly. So in English, we don't have this, but other languages have it where certain letters are different based on the tonation. Right. We slow over here, so we just got letters. <laughs> okay. But over when you try to learn something like Mandarin, Mandarin, the letter changes just based on the tone. The character might be the same, but you got three different tones that mean different things. And a bunch of other languages work like that, yep. but not dumbass English. Honestly, I'm glad, bitch. <laughs> oh, no, I can't keep up. Not to mention, between that and, like, Zosa, which I can't say because there's, like, an extra background sound that goes with that. Yeah. I love it. I love to hear it, but I, I can't do it. That ain't a thing Mm-mm. that I'm going to be. I can barely roll a R, and I can't do that shit either. So, um, <laughs> despite all that, you know what I can do? Mm. <laughs> and can't nobody do that better than us 
And she'll do that shit in like four, like that shit gets on my nerves sometimes because I was I will go through like a whole tirade, right? And she and she will get to the end of that shit. And this bitch will be like, mm. <laughs> And then I go into a whole other tirade. And she I ain't said saying nothing. nothing. I'm saying like, no well, words. Why the fuck do you feel like that? Why you don't believe what I'm saying? I'm telling you what I'm doing. It's gonna be what I'ma do. And she'll be like, mm. <laughs> this bitch here. <laughs> And anybody who's ever spent any significant amount of time with any black woman on the face of this planet knows exactly what we're talking about and has seen it in action. Yes. I pull that directly from my sassy, sassy, and I'm going to use it. Not the white version. It's like, oh, she's so sassy. No, ain't nobody seen sass until your, until your unfiltered ass grandmother want to talk about the weight you put on while feeding you. Raggedy bitch. That part. <laughs> that part. How you gonna feed me and talk about it? you look like you right. gotta wait? Get this macaroni and cheese right. away from me. What you doing, Penelope? The fuck? What do you want from me? I ain't got time for this. But yeah, anybody who's ever had a black mama knows about this. Enraged and outraged. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, our our silent sounds. Speaking of more things that are spoken and unspoken, because most of this is spoken and unspoken things, because um, we're not allowed to speak on platforms on a regular basis so most of our shit is unspoken spoken things because y'all don't like to hear us say shit anyway (laughs) moving on i really enjoy the um and i'm pretty sure i mentioned this before but i really love the impassing nods that black men do to each other i do too i love it i love to see it it's very nuanced but i I like it it. yeah and um it's so nuanced that if people were looking to make a genuine uh film about with black lead characters and wanted to add up to them that's the thing it is that would make you feel like oh i know what that i know is. them yeah and i know, know them, them. That, that, it's something about it that really feels like home yeah it does because it happens um regardless of where we're, where you were raised in particular it's not really a geographical thing other than maybe being some somewhat Americanized again because you guys don't allow us to actually talk to each other. You get nervous every right. time we have a conversation. Like we're gonna talk about how much we hate you, which we don't spend a lot of time talking about. We spend a lot. We spend more time judging the way y'all raise your kids than talking about how y'all are racist until y'all right. kill another one of us and then we gotta talk about it all the time or not. But anyway. Um, I love to see that and it happens. I, you know what I really enjoy about the nod thing? It's like I still I'd never seen it taught. Like granted I'm not a dude, so I don't know. It seems like it's not even a thing that's taught, but it's cuz young nah. black boys don't do that to each other. And it's some amount of because I heard it described once as just an acknowledgement of I'm alive and you're alive and we're supposed to making it here yeah. in this oppression. Yeah. Being something like that. Like I see you when so, nobody else does. In between my tears as I'm driving mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. I was in the hood. I was like Mac and B with because the freeway was Ooh. closed. So I had to take the streets down to get downtown. Okay. And I just was driving past a liquor store. Mm-hmm. And it was like six black men who had pulled up and like maybe in their, you know, 30s, late 30s. Mm-hmm. And they all just kind of dap each other up and hug each other and smiled at each other. And they had, I, know, I wish they'd have had on masks. But, right. I, but right. also, I also appreciated in that brief second that I got to see them smile. Yeah. So 
it was just something about that love, that display of just love in in just um, gestures. So just a, a handshake or you know a pat on the back or you know whatever yeah. a nod or whatever that kind of just was like, man, I love to see y'all love. Yeah, yeah, it's nice because this is it's not something. Unfortunately, it's not something that we even get an opportunity to take for granted. Yes. So yes. So on our on the things I love list about us, I love the nods and passing. Um, a newer thing that I really enjoy is the acronyms as people started opening up. Yeah, I love up. them little memes. I love the <laughs> it's little, like a little memes. black ass puzzle. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> and you know I love a good word puzzle. <laughs> Me too. It's so easy. It's so nice. Isn't that crazy? Though it's crazy. Do you how know simple the science behind that? Why Why do we know what it's saying? So I don't. I think that's strange, low key. That I right? can look at, and it'd be long ass letters. <laughs> it'd be about fucking eighteen to twenty five letters, right. and I'm like, I know exactly is, what this is. Because what I have noticed is that you do the key to them seems to be knowing the first like three, yeah, and then you know the rest of the same. Right. So then the rest of it lines up. But what the only the only I haven't but looked how into it even. It was one of those things that I just wanted to keep as magical for us, and I didn't want to delve into. It. I know there's a scientific reason. I know it is because okay. colloquialisms. Yeah, I'm like colloquialisms, and even when people start studying languages and bondics and language so shifts and stuff thing, like though. that, this all scientifically tracked. Okay, I'm gonna look this up because I'm a, I, li- I like linguistics and yeah. I, and I like to kind of I like that language is yeah. also scientific. That's probably the yeah. only part of science I like. Yeah, no. But it's it's just crazy that I can look at some shit and it be like, bring your black ass okay, into so the motherfucking house before I beat, eat beat your, your motherfucking ass. ass. Like, like, what? <laughs> yeah, but you know those phrases. And my mama never even said that to me. Like that no. wasn't the thing my mother ever said. No. So that brings me to the next item on the list, and I really like love. I really love our shared childhood experiences. Yes. And so I was really picking this apart. The one I'm thinking. Go ahead. No. So. There's a couple of them <laughs> that are really good. So, like, one of them that... Uh, there's a couple of them that reminded for me, especially because my, my family is super big, but there was a picture of a breakfast place that had, like, grits, a little bit of eggs, a sausage, and, like, half a piece of toast. And somebody put it at the bottom, like, this to play when you and your cousins that spent the night at your grandma's house. That shit... <laughs> Now, granted, granted, it wasn't my grandma's house. It was our actual house because my my mom always had the most kids, Mm -hmm. so everybody was at us. But when I say that little styrofoam plate with these little small-ass portions per person, nigga. Let me ask you something. (laughs) Was that feeling? Were you hungry? That's the thing. I wasn't because we were trying to go fucking play. Okay, so it was appropriate. It was the right amount. And you know, you know how my dad is. If you want some more food, we got more right. food. Right. So, see, my family was small, so I didn't yeah, yeah. really had that so, specific experience. So the thing is, you spread it out like that because everybody gonna eat a different amount, and you wait for a person to say, "I want some more, more food." Okay. And so now, somehow, so did anybody ever come back and ask for more? Yeah, just depend on the kid. Melanie, Ariel, like a okay. couple of my couple of my siblings and cousins, were like, "Oh no, pimp, <laughs> I'm gonna need some more or whatever." And then as we got older, but like, like Crystal, did she ever eat? No. no, Crystal would Crystal would be the one who would ask for for some more, and then not gonna eat it. Or my okay. brothers, as they started to hit puberty, obviously their plates look yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. But you talk about when everybody's little, everybody got that same mm-hmm. little plate. Like here you go. But um, so there was that, and then 
the caveat, the not caveat, the av- the add-on one is the is the one where everybody just laid out on the floor. This is something I heard my dad say. This is like a picture that goes around of just like some nondescript black kids all on the floor, right? My dad frequently used to come home from working his long shifts and just like count feet on the floor of his <laughs> living room. And then I would hear him because I would be the person to wake up earlier than everybody else. I would hear him go yell to yell to my mother, call her by her first name mm-hmm. and say, how many of these are ours? <laughs> I counted too many. There's too many feet <laughs> just on our floor. What happened? Whose kids is these? <laughs> And then she would tell him, he's like, all right, and go to bed. Like, it was That's never like, get like, to my problem. Yeah, he no, just asked like, me. I just need to know who's who, who these feet belong to. <laughs> who these feet belong to. These ain't, these ain't none of mine. My suit, that I, I definitely see the pictures of the bikes all in front of the house. That was definitely me yeah. growing up. Like, we stayed on the bikes and piling them up and going to somebody's houses and playing video games or mm. whatever, or, or being outside in the backyard or whatever the fuck. Yeah. That one and getting your ass whooped, going to sleep, wake oh. up in the pitch black to the smell of spaghetti. Yeah. Yep. That, yep. That, that shit. I was that, like, how the fuck do we so, all have the same childhood experience? So, so the crazy thing about that one, that one in particular, I really enjoy because, like, punishment in my house, we did not get whoopings mm-hmm. very often, but it still was the same mechanism. You, We would get in trouble as a group mm-hmm. because there was too many people to figure out who did what. Right. So everybody, everybody, everybody got to trouble. go to their room. Everybody went to, everybody, after we finished this whole disciplinary action, everybody going to bed. And then you just, you done cried yourself exhausted. Right. So you done gone to sleep and then you just wake up and you just smell food. Yep. So it doesn't even matter if there's variations. You know. Yeah, you know what it is. What it is. Yeah. And it's so um, nice. Again, I think stuff like that, particularly memes and things like black Twitter and yeah. Facebook and stuff, the reason that it is extra special for us is because our life experience, our lived experiences are just not on display. Right. So it's so wonderful to have that connectivity, to have a, to have a space, to yeah. have our equal lived experiences. Right. Because it says, what it says is we exist. Yeah. It says we exist. Because, I mean, especially as this older millennial that exists in this frame of time when we had less connectivity mm-hmm. and remembering that regardless of what I never I guess it's like when I look at the younger version of me before we had all this access and I'm trying to remember about what the big difference was is that I simply just didn't expect to be shown or represented anywhere Yeah, like even if there were you know black movies that came out or shows that came out that were that had us because like we had like family matters Mm -hmm. and things like that we would have some shows that would be us but even in those those things I would hold on to but other than that I wouldn't expect they were still like TV shows right. and they were so because they were oftentimes either by themselves the only thing being on there none of them were really allowed to be because it was in a lineup where it was the only black show right. with four shows and a yeah. TGIF promotion exactly mm-hmm. and it was just that one so because it was just them and they had to I don't know why I would even as a kid have the understanding, but I had the understanding that this is not going to show my real black ass life or real stuff because this is just a, because it's allowed to be on TV. It's not going to show real things. It's going to show real is we got. And I think I was getting kind of old at this point. I wasn't even really fucking with TV like that. It was probably Fresh Prince. Yeah, I think because I was yeah. obviously a lot more realistic than Family Matters. I never mm-hmm. liked Family Matters because I thought it was hokey as shit, and I don't like hokey I mean, television. It was. But, it was. It was in a and hokey I never and I never right liked hokey television. Yeah, 
but um, Fresh Prince was probably because he was from he was from you know low income area the ghetto whatever and what it would be like to to experience the, that shit. right and the only reason it was realistic is because it had to be in order to make the storyline work yeah but yeah. that was it it wasn't like they went into they went in with the intention yeah. of of um, highlighting real black life it was yeah. well, he from the ghetto they from an area of affluence right. so we have to have this contrast one one of my favorite of the contrast especially now when i go back and watch it is the defining uh line too between what i can go back and watch and what i can't yeah but um one of the things one of the episodes one of my favorite episodes of fresh prince in particular to go back and watch is the episode where they do go to um the hood it's early on it's with the old and viv mm-hmm. and they carlton decide he gonna be tough and go with the with the uh the hood niggas mm-hmm. out to like lamarck park or wherever mm-hmm. and Will is like trying to stop him like no nah, man it's gonna be all bad like, I gotta see that you ain't got to prove nothing it's it's cool and that was the first time out of the two times cause he also got crazy and enraged after Will got shot I saw a meme about that the other day it said Carlton is the realest nigga you ever met Carlton for all of that he was a down ass nigga that nigga got shot and he was ready to take it out on the world okay but anyway he out here trying to prove himself because so it's several things that I understand more now than I did at the time when I'm watching the show. I'm just watching the show waiting for jokes. Mm-hmm. But now, looking at it, there were several things, both from the perspective of Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, who rolled up in here like, nigga, we worked tirelessly mm-hmm. to make this not your existence. Mm-hmm. You're not about to come up here and force this existence on you right. when we have worked this hard to prevent it number one so and with that classic old school and level of relaying that information yeah because i have an appreciation now for her and uncle phil what it took for them to be where they were right because that i know now as an adult person yeah and then the other thing that i look at is like carlton being in this space where where if i was a person that planned on having kids this is a thought that i always have is like you don't want them to experience what you experience but then what does that also do because they're still black right you know and so there's still going to have to be some level of reckoning about what their experience is because it's again not an experience that is typical it's not the regular thing for you to have this country club. And I mean, Carlton was soft for the most part. Yeah. Like, and until poor, until he felt like he could no longer be. <laughs> be soft. And so I can understand his, even though it was done poorly, but he was also a teenager. So they don't, when do they ever do anything? Not poorly. But um, I can understand his angst with it about not, about wanting to be more connected to what you think your identity is and not really knowing where yours falls when you've not had the same experiences as as what you think are defining experiences and being too young to know that 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 changes yep. and that everybody has something different and you're fine yeah but at yeah because even going to like private school and shit you know yeah. i kind of felt like my um my black experience was fragmented and maybe yeah. you know i wouldn't fit in or whatever and then finding out like mm, i still went to i grew up in a black ass household exactly <laughs> so, same 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 shit exactly and like that that to me that episode stands out as being like such a good and accurate depiction of like real 
variation in what we can experience and how we can experience. So I really like that still. But let's move on because I got more things on the list. Let's see. Um. Oh, so my next thing that I love about us is our joint disgust in unseasoned food. <laughs> I just love that we a all dissertation, agree. bitch. I just love that we all agree. A theology about the fact that food is meant to be seasoned Not just and that, have flavor. But like unseasoned life, like coals. <laughs> Coles is unseasoned as fuck and I recently learned it was the white people's JC pennies and I feel some fucking kind of way about that so there you go but yeah I just like that we can all agree that potato salad is not supposed to have raisins in it I can't okay I, I can't I can't handle this one this shit triggering as fuck for me and I don't even know why even seen potato salad with raisins in it but the moment I've ever heard of that it even existed I was so disgusted that it existed or bologna in the world. cake yeah. and but one bologna cake I love in this world <laughs> and that's a person that shit is disgusting <laughs> that junk is so nasty mm, it the is fact that so... you would take bologna and mayonnaise like they put mayonnaise mayonnaise is their glue they put this shit on everything yeah and the thing is mayonnaise what's this is the problem that I have with, with with the use of mayonnaise in not our sphere of things. Mayonnaise has the capacity to be versatile and amazing. Yes, it does. It has the capacity to Especially do a lot. Especially if you're making a good sauce. Or if you're like, making a sauce, if you're grilling something and you want it to have a different flavor and you're not using just oil, there are ways. Yep, pasta salads. Like, it's things you can use it for that's not right. a cake made of bologna. Exactly. <laughs> And or so, macaroni and cheese. This leads to the next thing that is going to lead to everything else on this list. But I highly just love the fact that we are the creatives. Period. Oh, yeah. Like, we make things. I thought this was some more shit about mayonnaise. <laughs> no, no, no. But, well, everything ties to the fact that we make things. Like, yeah, So, like, sure. our disgust of unseasoned food is, like, you're not even taking the time to make this into You're anything. Right. You're not. And so we can get into a huge level of deep dives, both about our child rearing and our food choices as how it's built on slavery. Because when you go other places, let's say France that has Caucasian people, but I would never say French food that seasoning or flavor or taste or depth mm -hmm. because it's French. Mm -hmm. The food here. American food. The reason American food made by Caucasians in America is because they stole everything else. Not just that they stole it, but if this... Well, I guess what I'm saying is, if all you do is steal, you don't create. Well, true. By and large. You don't even have the faculties, apparently, to, <laughs> to be original. But here, it's a, it's two things. It's both in the cooking here and in the child rearing here. Is they don't... They, historically, their history is not built on them doing either. They didn't raise their own children. Yeah. And they didn't cook their own food. So... When you just sit stolen labor, stolen food, right? Exactly. <laughs> them, them black people and didn't so, want to be there raising their kids. Exactly. And so when you get to like, when I see like a slab of ribs or some some, when I see a collection of ingredients of anything, 
my natural reaction. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, I would yeah. like to give a disclaimer. Ain't nobody talking about re-drumming, and I will fight you about the pioneer woman. Oh yeah, Con- I don't know. Continue. I don't know where re is from, but continue. There's anomalies on every side. There's black folks that can't make potato salad as well. We're not here to say by and large, okay? We got we not because the pioneer know, woman cookbooks be giving me life. We, so we are. That. I will put the disclaimer that there are outliers to all of these statements. Yes. But this is about us and things that I love that and are her steak in general. is not to be trifled with. <laughs> in general. But the thing about Rich Drummond that puts her apart is that she makes an effort to create a thing. Yes, she does. And that includes in food. You will take these ingredients and create them into something that you want to taste different. Figure it out. Explore it. Do all that. We do this in every facet of our lives because we have the need. Right. It's a necessity. If I have to figure out creatively how we're even going to eat, I'm going to make some real. That's why Auntie Fee existed with her mm-hmm. with her creations of things. It was out of necessity yep. and poverty. She made these things yep. because she had to. And because we are constantly in a state of having to, we create dope shit. Necessity is the mother of invention. I fucking love it. It's a thing that I enjoy about us, and I never, ever want that to be downplayed. I know it gets said a lot, but I'm just saying I love our creativity creativity because it's so precious it is stolen constantly like the blood diamonds (laughs) (laughs) what I don't know I felt like that was appropriate they in the motherland and they getting stolen as well anyway next on the list is (laughs) I love our hair including my own including everybody else's I love that I have not spent a single week not a full week during this entire time of being home with my hair looking exactly the same that's what's up that junk is a feat it is i appreciate the fact that i had to learn something new in trying to get it to a place where it is caring for it i like the fight that i have to go through i've grown to love the fight that it takes to put it all in one puffball like I it feels so I feel so accomplished when I get it to sit in one complete you talking about on top or or to the back no on top like a top yes the top yeah because I well I can't do that for a couple of reasons one I don't like my hair is too heavy and I don't like that shit sitting on my head but the the times I do do that shit occasionally. How do you feel though when you get was, it done? Uh, it's, it's it's masterful. It's success. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and I have every piece be neat. Yeah. Oh my god. And nothing exactly. sticking up, poking out. Like it, and it looks pretty. Here's the thing that I realized recently that I really enjoy, particularly about doing a top bun, is like I both hate and love the fact that my hair is resisting it. You know, like it's clearly like it's a it's a battle between my hands. Mm-hmm. And the That's hair. Awful. My hands are small, and yeah, I have no. way more hair than I do. <laughs> First uh, of all, my hands, hands. my hands are not even that small, and I'd be so jealous. I'd be like, if I could just have man hands just to do right. this bun, like just that, to do I the bun. I think that's also why I don't like doing it. It's because it's it, it's frustrating for me, and my anxiety increases. This is the thing. So it used to be super, super frustrating until I just really leaned into the fact, like, who can say that their hair possesses this much to it that it's going to fight you to get into it like that is oh you like your hair is aggression it's it's tough as shit okay 
you can fix you can find whatever thing you need to love about your hair but what i love about my hair is my hair does not go quietly into the night i know that's right my hair is here okay to fight me tooth and nail to simply be out and exposed at all times and sometimes i let it win there are other days where i just take the feeling of just taking that hair tie or scrunchie off and just letting it exist on your head a fucking amazing and then the fact that there's always something new to do with it like i just ordered i'm waiting on an order from sally beauty right now because they were the only place that i could find that had enough of the long bobby pins because i've decided i'm gonna figure out how to put this shit into a curly fucking mohawk because i think the shit might look dope okay <laughs> but i need them long bobby pins yeah for sure because this shit won't go silently into the night it's not gonna just do what i tell it to do um, all willy nilly but those sorts of things I just decided that that's my new project because I can I can do more with it than curl it or cut it or straighten it I can do all types of things with it make all types of things and I love it okay and um, my last thing for my list and then it'll then I will turn it over to the lovely lady in red <laughs> wow my last thing that i love about us on this love us list is this um i love that our genes are so dominant and so distinctive that they can rarely if ever be denied by anybody i love that and that is my list okay i love everything about that well, that, that nice. was beautiful yeah, it was a nice time it was rocky start like everything but good time nonetheless <laughs> Okay. All right. Mine is not as fun. <laughs> I really should have gone second. Yeah, you should have. Now that I think about it, but it'd be all right. They're, listen, maybe they just need to have this today. <laughs> maybe you just need this on this Taco Tuesday. Maybe so. <laughs> they say people, men specifically, oh, of fun. all color, origins, creeds, creeds mm-hmm. that women don't apologize. Okay. But they be wrong. Maybe that's not true. Maybe we just don't know how you like your apologies. Oh, is that something you're supposed to consider? Medium well, nude with cherry pie. I don't know. IDK. Define it. <laughs> My L is, and <laughs> this title about to do y'all a hell of a disservice because it ain't got shit to do with shit. <laughs> <laughs> just fit the letters. It fit what I it fit my take on this, but you, oh, but it ain't shit. gonna be what you think it's gonna be. My L is for lube me up, baby. Yikes! But yikes! Yep. <laughs> okay. But what you're being lubed up with mm. is a fucking apology. Oh, grease them palms. That's with right. That's right. <laughs> Butter me up with apology. With an apology. Fix it. With your an apology, with your an apology, like because you figure lube kind of you sometimes even if the lube is store bought or the lube is just your juices, yeah. nobody want anything being rammed in there while it's dry. You got to do the work. You know what? Fair. <laughs> I was really ready to refute where you're going with this particular analogy. You got to do the work, but I guess I'm gonna have to leave it. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so that's that's what we're talking about today. I'm talking about the five apology languages. 
and knowing because most of us I've done love languages I think and um, I think most people there's five apology languages mm-hmm. just like there's five love languages actually the book is called um, When Sorry Is Not Enough and it's oh. written by the same people who wrote the love languages book Oh, so they also sense. wrote an apology languages book that's probably important knowing you knowing your own and your partner's apology language is important for sustaining a healthy relationship okay and i think most people especially myself included felt like you know if you if you apologize mm-hmm. it should be sufficient <laughs> yeah because i because I, I fucking apologized i never even considered that Anybody would have, myself included again, would have an apology language. How you both. Yeah, wait, how do you formulate? Like, I can get it on love because love can be displayed multiple ways, but I feel like an apology is a sad So I'm going to go over that. Yeah, no. So the first, and and you have to consider both your partners and your own because they may be different. And that will hinder your communication. Okay. So the first one is expressing regret expressing regret they have to hear you say i'm sorry so for them to move on they need to know that you truly regret that which you've done so those Mm -hmm. are the people who genuinely need to hear the words i'm sorry you can't Uh just go make that man a plate and move on Mm. Okay. (laughs) he can't if this is for me because my daughter's father will do this shit he'll just give me some money Oh yeah, he, sure. everybody know him. He yeah. is good at that. With nobody and who knows him ever. He had me a hundred dollar bill, and that's it. And yeah. but but what's crazy is it makes sense because my love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So my apology language will be similar. Like you need to say something to me. You can't. Yeah. Now I took. There's a quiz to go with this, and I'll post it to find out what your apology language is. This is actually not my apology language, and so, I'll see if you can guess which one. Which one? So this whole thing is a ruse to get more people to take more personality quiz. No, nah, cause I don't really give a fuck about anybody else's apology language. Really, I mean, I would. Just, oh, I thought you was just no, on this matchmaker no, run no, where you no, wanted no. people to take more personality no, not quizzes. This one, but fair enough. <laughs> okay. Nah. I was just the only one just... I, I would be interested in yours. I would be interested in like a person I ended up with. But short of that, like, um, okay. I mean, yeah. So, okay. The second is accepting responsibility. Okay. It takes expressing regret further by making it known that they accept the responsibility. So you can say, I'm sorry, but these are the people that like know, need to know that you aren't blaming them and mm-hmm. that you acknowledge and own your part. Yeah, that sounds more like you. Nope. That ain't doing anything. <laughs> really? I would think that you would want the person to know that they were wrong. I mean, yes, this is true, but you'll see as I go on, like okay. which one is probably m- most me. But yeah, so those are the people who are like, nah, I need to hear that you also, motherfucking. Also, this is hard because I feel like they're you all probably, me. Yep, yeah, there it they is. Are. Because um, you, they are. Because you I'm are a, particular I'm a, yes. about apologies and people being wrong yes, versus people being right. Yes, I am. But, which is crazy. But, because but hold on, because you'll see, you will literally be able to, when I tell you which one I am, you'll be like, oh God, that makes all the sense. Okay. So... That's so that is um, accepting responsibility, okay. which is like, I think, uh, taking expressing regret a little bit further because you yeah. express it. But then you like, no, this shit went sideways because, because I me. did some fucked up shit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Making restitution. OK. These are the people who feel like I hear you. Mm-hmm. I heard you take responsibility, mm-hmm. but you got to fucking show me some shit. <laughs> Genuinely repenting. Uh-huh. Genuinely repenting. We, we know that repentance means to turn away from. Mm-hmm. So this is behavior modification. Mm-hmm. It's not just saying sorry or telling your partner you'll change, but it's making a plan to do so. 
Okay. And the last is requesting forgiveness, mm-hmm. which was kind of a weird read. Um, I kind of got what they were saying, but I don't know. I, I wonder the type of person who would actually get, get this. this. Yeah, because so they say requesting forgiveness, um, requesting that someone free you from the guilt of your offense is free I'm sorry free you from the guilt of your offense asking forgiveness is difficult for the asker because it means relinquishing control of the fate of the relationship it means accepting the possibility of rejection and it means admitting failure mm-hmm. likewise it's difficult for many of us to forgive because it can often mean relinquishing our sense of justice mm-hmm. so I'm I'm interested in what type of person would be a person who felt like they needed they they, they have to request forgiveness that the person has to request yeah. forgiveness from, from yeah, of them, I would be, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's kind of that's type A in a way that I don't really yeah, understand. That's I I don't I don't know formulate like that. I agree with you that that one's kind of hard to place because I don't think those are. I don't think that's how we look at things, especially in a yeah. relationship. Sort of, I think that's hard because of the relationship because it relinquishes all. Um, because that sort of apology seems like it should be saved. Like I wouldn't need that for every single little thing right. that, that requires apology. I think that's something Honestly, like kind of make you, you weak as fuck. <laughs> I'm <what>? sorry. <laughs> I mean, if your apology language is for a person to seek your forgiveness, hey, and you want a man who is coming to you, at- we can't talk about this. I'm sorry because we both like chauvinistic men without like hyper masculine go out here talking about talking about how we a little bit like this people don't know that shit I'm sorry you're right okay okay you're right so so then maybe I can't understand I think if if you're looking at the person in the wrong being the male and the person in the right being the woman mm-hmm. then those that type of relationship setup is it's more little, effective if you have a beta male yeah and we're not beta which is okay that makes sense why i couldn't really understand right so then now, in the reverse though where the man is the person in the right and the woman is the, then is I'm, the one in the why wrong does that make more sense to me I'm toxic. <laughs> We're part of the problem. Oh my god! So I said, God is working on all of us. We're working to <laughs> judge be, your mama. We're working to be more, you know, central. Okay, people. so then between out of the five, expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, and requesting forgiveness, which do you think is my apology language? Where you at now? Sure, I took the test yesterday, so yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That one's hard because I pick one. Don't know where you would be at now. I would say there's a version of you that I know more frequently that would want the restitution. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Tell her who she's what. <laughs> um, I was hoping I that you, you had wrong, grown. Bitch, you ain't. So I really was hoping that's not it, and that she's grown past no, this. Wrong act, demand justice. <laughs> no motherfucking justice. No motherfucking. You gonna have to pay that fine, bro. Yes, you are. <laughs> the one who commits the crime should pay for their wrongdoing. Like I don't know. It, so this is what they said about it. It said the person who speaks this love language feels the same way towards apologies. They believe that in order to be sincere, the person who's apologizing should justify their actions. The partner who's been hurt simply wants to hear that their counterpart still loves them restitution makes an apology sincere for them so mm-hmm. i like like i thought about this and i thought about an example when a child takes a toy from another child we don't just encourage the child to apologize we make them give the shit back 
that was stolen. Oh, yeah. Yes, bitch. Okay. <laughs> so when I'm hurt, restitution isn't about, it's not even necessarily about returning something that was stolen, but it's about reassurance for me that, that the person I'm loves loved. you. Yeah, that's, I mean, it does explain a lot why that's required for you, why that's something that you would require because your the way you are is about constant expressions of love and in an apology that's just words you feel no expression of the actual right love. even though i'm a words of affirmation person i'm an apology language where i need demonstration right because you've been wrong because now you're not because you're not can't trust your words yes exactly because trust and expression of loves are your two your two weak spots well in the book they said that the damage of the they said the damage of an angry word or a betrayal is that we believe that if that person truly loved us they wouldn't have done what they did yep and that when i saw that i said oh well that's me to a fucking t because i struggle with that shit like I, i feel like if you love me you wouldn't have done blah 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 but that's just not that's just you not married true. another bitch like what the fuck i'm just saying if you love me would you have done that but you know growth is real <laughs> is it it is we still it here is. no we're not no i'm not i'm not you're able to accept that that is your lang- love that is your apology language but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's somebody else's that's yours right exactly and so it's important for your partner to know that that's what you require that's how i like you to apologize to me but, but i'm interested in knowing how to, you want me to apologize to and you and the real growth for you is recognizing that what is yours is not necessarily it is, and, and now and it's funny you said that because that was actually my real revelation about this i didn't know this was even a thing i didn't know that we would even have something different when it comes to how you like to be and I think had I known that I would have saved a lot of time a lot of time a lot of heartache because I was the bitch who would just be like okay well I said I'm sorry and I'm done with it and I didn't respect the fact that I hurt you and I fucked up and you need to see me apologize to you come to you however you needed to see it and what I think is interesting about that because of the um, attraction to the more alpha male is I'm very interested to see if that last one, that forgiveness one, is the one that that partner would require. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. My no, guess is yes. thank you. There are many effective ways to demonstrate sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> In an apology. <laughs> Close to home. I'm just saying. You know, I'll share this with the people. Because this is the people's show. This <laughs> people's week. <laughs> you know, me and Jesus had a conversation this morning. And he was like, you know, you got to move beyond what you thought a thing was supposed to look like. Because I get caught up in first. And it's annoying to me when you end up with a person and there are no first left. And it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, you've been married before, you've had children before, or hell, you've done this type of sex before. Like, whatever your thing is that you kind of have to move beyond. I, I have an issue with not being the first person you did a thing with. And okay, in this conversation, Laura was like, how do you know that there won't be first with you? Yeah. 
This is a question and that so I I'm have like, had. Okay, and he said, "How do you know that the first with you won't be more significant for what you are called to do?" Exactly. Sorry. And so I was like, we've been over this oh, okay. before. <laughs> right. But it's but you know, you gotta hit me a couple different ways for me to take a thing. Yeah, for you real. You know, that's the thing that I really always that, that y'all really wasn't about anything other than I've been up here snotting and crying all day. That really didn't have nothing to do with you. I've a couple times. So right. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with you for real. I'm just being an asshole. But <laughs> in real life though, I think that um I think that's an important thing for you to remember. Um I think as we work on ourselves and being able to um, function successfully in a relationship, things that that I've been looking about looking at just within myself is that on top of, you know, the old adage, which is like communication is key, Mm -hmm. which is always going to be the case. It's just perspective is also key. Yes. Um, I think perspective having uh having the right perspective allows for communication to be effective yes in my estimation if you don't have an ability to step away from how you view the world and take in how somebody else views the world yes you're not going to be able to communicate to them and you know what it's it's funny that you just said it like that because i'm reading this book called sacred marriage i don't know why other than jesus told me to because i'm not a fan of marriage i do not plan on being married anytime soon blah 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 um, but yeah, here I am. He <laughs> put this book too. in my spirit. He put it in. I'm ignoring you. He put this book in my spirit. Told me to read it, so I'm reading it. And what the chapter that I just read is about um, is about a perspective shift mm-hmm. and viewing not just viewing your mate as your mate, but viewing your mate as a child of God, viewing God as your father-in-law, mm-hmm. and how you would feel about somebody treating your child the way you treat your mate. Yep. And taking into consideration that your perspective on them may not be God's perspective and your perspective needs to align with God's perspective about Mm -hmm. them. And it's not even so much like what this person is doing wrong. It's what are you doing right? Mm -hmm. And how is what you're doing aligning with what he told you to do? Yeah. And when you perfect yourself... Mm-hmm. God will perfect your marriage. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just like, well, okay. Yeah, and you know, it, and it's a really good book. It's it's a difficult read for me and not just emotionally, like some of the language is it's elevated in terms of like um exegetical teaching. Mm-hmm. So I've had to stop and kind of look some shit up and be like, okay, well what the fuck is this? And right. you know, whatever. But I'm enjoying it because it is challenging a little bit. Yeah. And what's funny is so you're doing that and then I'm doing the Bible study. So right now, there's this eight-week Bible study that I'm in that's just for wives. It's not a marriage Bible study. It's just a wife Bible study Mm -hmm. about being a wife. And I hate the title of it. I (laughs) didn't like the fact that there were activities Mm -hmm. to be done in a Bible study. You know, most of the time you do Bible study once a week and you have readings that you do, but there's really activities. No, no, no. This one is like it's a full workbook every week of things i mean it's not a workbook every week but it's a full workbook of exercises mm-hmm. of you got homework things. every week you got homework every week so um i didn't want to do this but it popped up everywhere like them ads that track your shopping purchases mm-hmm. for a day and i'm like i guess i'm going to do this then um the thing about it that 
the reason that I stayed past the first one is that the intro to it was about this whole thing is about you and you changing um, what your walk is, how you're going to behave and right. act as a wife and let God do the rest with your husband and watch your marriage shift simply because you decided to do shift. Yep. Um, and so every turning point in every topic where there's an opportunity to be like, well, I'm going to do this, but my husband doesn't do this. Like every single time you could have that thought in this particular um, Bible study, every time that that could even be an option, you're cut off at the knees and said, FYI, this isn't about your husband. And so um, it is also a difficult and challenging thing to yes, do. Yes. Um, just because it's so retrospective. Now, which is that bullshit? Yep. It is. Um, what I do find to be interesting is because I'm doing this preemptively and not after 20 years. Um, some of the some of the week's topics. So, like last week's topic was about anger, right? Mm-hmm. This is this though was to me. It was I don't know. It was very interesting when you're talking about perspective. So last week was about anger, and a lot of it because of my personality didn't really apply to me both last week and this week because that's not how I express myself not that it doesn't apply to me not that it's not thoughts I have but last week about anger and whatnot is you know do it was a lot of stuff about calling calling your husband outside of your names or having prolonged arguments and things like that and because that's not how me and him communicate number one and two we don't live together Mm -hmm. because I think both of those things can possibly change when we're living together I'm not naive enough to say oh like oh we don't argue no it just looks different you yeah okay you know what I mean like it's not it's not but I don't know that you would argue I think it would just look different I think disagreements would just look different right and I think it will continue because that's not the type of people you are as individuals right yeah I'm argumentative yeah so I'm gonna argue with a nigga right so but a lot of a lot of the questions were based in that in that lens so it was hard for me to answer most of the questions and then the last one because every week there's a question that you send to him and you have him answer right so for this week on anger it was like name a time that you were either angry or frustrated with me I did not want to send that question I waited until Bible study happens every Wednesday so you got from Wednesday to Wednesday to get done I sent that to him Wednesday morning okay of what was soon to be the next week because I did not want to do it. Okay. Um, mainly because I figured like I I figured that I already knew. I the think answer. I know what it is. I know what it is. Right? Uh-huh. Wouldn't you think that that's the answer? Yeah. It ain't. What is it? Right? Craziness. Craziness. So this is the thing. So it's like name a time that you were angry or frustrated, and I'm not gonna put it all out here. I'll tell you later, but I'm not gonna put all this all of this on because I come it's back ridiculous. and tell you. No. She don't. She don't be at the at the nacho cart. <laughs> Bitch, y'all asses to come for that. <laughs> but listen, what I'm saying is, I asked this question to him, and I told him with the preface, like I really didn't want to ask this. This is what it is, mm-hmm. just so you know where I'm at. And so he replied to it with um with two different two different scenarios. So one that was more recent, and then another one that were further back that I completely forgot about. Okay, like well, it was can, can you give an idea of what it is so, or what the behavior? A general idea of of the behavior that upsets him. 
So, yeah, because that's really what I was getting to is what, because the second question after you asked him and he replied, so I won't get into Because that's detail, really what it is. To the the individual situations don't even matter no, no, as no. much as what is upsetting when, to you in general. Right. So when I got, so the next one is like, how does this make you feel and what your adjustments is? Because this is still focused on what right. you can do. Right. And the thing that got me is I didn't realize that me deciding to act as an independent person because of the type of niggas that we decided that we like. <laughs> <laughs> me making a decision that's a little more careless with my safety mm -hmm. was a bigger deal than things that I would think were okay. a bigger deal. Okay. And so when I asked this question and got it, I'm so mad that I waited to the end because it would have made it way easier to ask some of the other Far, like I had to go back and change answers mm -hmm. to questions when they're like, well, what can you do to improve this here? Or what do you think Not you should do? Bitch. It? Like I have to really. And so what was the real revelation of it was is like this thought of me wanting a person who can keep me safe. Yeah. Means that I have to be willing to be kept safe. Oh, Shit, what? Right? No. Yeah. I want to do what I want to do. Exactly. <laughs> And I want you to come keep me safe if I'm feeling yeah, unsafe. Yeah, you know, that's literally like... I want you to come keep me safe if I'm feeling unsafe. But if I'm not feeling unsafe, please go on about your business. But me as a wife, and if this is critical to him, oh, to his See, role as a husband... Like I'm not a fan of marriage. I don't want to be married. <laughs> but This is ridiculous to the, me. The framework, what I appreciate about the framework of this particular exercise is it was about the fact that frustration and anger really mean... I really process more like you disrespecting his role or something he's trying I to do. I can see that, yeah. And so it was really hard if that's the about framework. leadership and him a lot, him being able to lead in this situation, but you kind of coming against his exactly. efforts. And before, before and this if, it, time, if something happens to you, he would take that as a personal failure. Exactly. So these are all things I never considered before. These are all things. Well, you know what though? That's kind of you and me. You be because you would get mad at me for the same shit. I would, but again, in that role I'm the person in that protective state I've never had to be the person that is being protected I'm the oldest sibling I'm I'm the 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 key point person of keeping like this whole pandemic thing I'm the person people have been asking about what to do Prince Hector that's so cute shut the hell up this is trash this is not where I'm going with this I need to shift my brain to off to even do this. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It anyway. is because I know this nigga. That is so cool. Uh, it's trash. I'm not prepared for it. Wow. Well, you better get prepared for it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like this whole time I've been trying to figure out like, well, what's the thing? Like, I know like, okay, I need to be like clean and cook dinner. I'm like, I can no. do both of those things. Wow. Like, it was the first time I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to like get my shit together. That's you know, crazy. Not in a, like everything else people are, tell, like, are talking about and you're having these discussions. You're like, oh, okay, these are adjustments that I can clearly make that won't, it'll be some work, but it won't be. Oh, a whole bunch of like it's not pivotal to who I so am. So going back to but what that you, shit. So this really this is the up. image that I sent you while <laughs> I was reading the book. Okay, and it says because it, it it's crazy how oh, yeah, both yeah. of the things that we're doing while very different Are somehow the it's same the same thing. thing. Yeah. Because in the book I sent you it says, but if I really wanted to see God transform me from the inside out, mm -hmm. I need to concentrate on changing myself rather than on changing my spouse. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, to all of that. 
Yeah. Also, I don't want to fucking read this. It ain't a man in this world that I'm trying to spend my life with. So, you know, I'm annoyed by having to do this. It makes all the sense for you. As a person who has the person there, it still is not necessarily something that I don't know. This ask him a question every week shit is killing me. I think that's me. cool though. I would love to I do mean, that. that. I, I would love to do. I think that's it opens up so much discourse. It does. And it's been good and by and large it's always been helpful. It's been you know very positive exercise but it's something that fills me with dread and i had to really pull that apart it's like why do you why, dread it i was about to why ask do you that dread why it so do much? you dread it so much because it's super vulnerable in a way i can't control mm. i gotta ask this question and but you're getting good things you get. from it though i don't know that you know me i need to know it but you got a person who wants to marry you so i'm trying to understand why you think you're gonna get some bad shit from it well, I just need to know what it is. It's not necessary. It could be good or bad. Okay. But because I literally, like, I don't know it. And their questions, the questions, the way they're worded are things that I just don't know. Like, I ask questions that I know the answer to. (laughs) Girl, I be asking shit out. The wildest fucking shit. Right. I ain't never got no plan. And even if I don't, even if I don't know the actual. Wait, what's what's the problem? (laughs) Even if I don't know the answer, I can at least I can because you like to win yes that and I makes feel like it's setting me yeah. up to lose like I can't and not lose but just in a way that it's just not predictable like I can't predict it so I can't decide what my next counter move is and what's great about this is there is no counter move you send this question you're not really allowed to discuss it afterwards so there's no counter move I have to just let it exist whatever the answer is I have to just let it exist with no follow up with no justification and with no explanation of anything that's happened. Yeah, that shit sucks. I hate it. I can see why it's like for you. I would love something like that. I though. mean, I think you would. I think, I think so. All I want to do is talk to a nigga and find out why the fuck you fucked up. I think for some other, for other women who are doing this, there's clearly other things that are their issue. But for me, that's, yeah, that's it. Like, I don't. I don't even really want to involve you. When you said it was just about me, it sounds good. It'll just be about me and Jesus and we work on this thing. But the real concept of that is not just me and Jesus working on a thing anymore. It's difficult. Or me, you, and Jesus well, working make on him, a thing before. Make him, um, you know, take this quiz as part of it and just see if you can, if he can reveal his <laughs> apology. Like, now, now it is about the test. Make him take the test and see if you can, he can find out his apology language because I feel like that'll help you. <laughs> And knowing in the future when, when you fuck us, you know what he you know what he said to me last week. He's like, "How your homework can turn to my turn into my homework?" Because <laughs> that's marriage, cause, and we won. Because I said we too. won. I was about to say because you stuck with me. Yeah, that's like. Well, I said maybe you're not. You're still in the ninety day return period. So let me know. <laughs> every listen. Every partner should know their partner's love language and apology language. I agree. And use that um, in the most effective way. possible i think yeah but yeah so i get it i do find it interesting that you're reading a book and i'm doing a whole bible study and we're still in the same spot i think it's bullshit because this ain't got shit to do with me so oh but it does oh but it doesn't oh yeah yeah i said what i said Mm. (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) fuck this Good goddamn night. <laughs> Lift every fucking voice and sing titties and tacos and legalese. Goodbye. Wow.
show. You gonna shut the show down with no life hacks or nothing? You just said. You just said everybody gotta go because you done with me. Yes. Nigga, you are horrible. <laughs> you, would you like me to do a life hack? Yeah, because I'm fucking done. So Cause you mad, mad? Lube me up, baby. Yikes. In all a right. different way now. <laughs> all types of different ways, huh? Because you all done. <laughs> <sighs> what a fun ride, guys. Look, you made it to the end. I'm nauseous. Um, unless you started here, I encourage you to go back. It was a good time for me. I had a good time can't speak for sparkle or the rest of y'all that you know listen normally anyway it's time for life hacks i have a life hack it's a nigga life hack so i hope you're ready um if you are looking to purify your air within your home right mm-hmm. but you don't want to say the, the in the, the water the lake lake in the <laughs> see that's that black shit i love <laughs> exactly but um, <laughs> but no despite that and you are looking at the cost of these air purifiers um online and saying a nigga ain't got it um that's cool because i have a hack for you so you take one of them regular box fans and get yourself an ac filter right mm-hmm. and a large rubber band and by what rubber band <laughs> Grotto ass shit is this? Let's say whose grotto you get this from? This is this life hack is courtesy of nigger rigging some shit. (laughs) Get yourself a box fan. Get yourself like one of those large bungees is really what you need. It's not a rubber band. It's probably one of those large bungee cords. You put the AC filter filter on the back of the fan to create an instant air purifier. So it'll still suck air, but it'll suck it through the back of the fan and therefore through your ac filter and now you have a little mini nigger rigged uh, air purifier maybe it works maybe it doesn't but i saw it on the internet give it a try y'all can't wow. hurt nothing i mean who's got 200 dollars for an air purifier i guess my air just gonna be dirty <laughs> i'm trying to eat okay so i said that's my hack okay um, I told y'all that my taco has something to do with my life. Oh, remember the beginning of the show? Yeah, I lied. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what if people were really waiting for? It? Have you seen? I mean, no, I'm gonna give them both, but it ain't it ain't necessarily. Speaking of this sort of setup, have you seen um what's her name's new special? What's her name? It's the bigger lesbian. Australian lady. I know the white girl who's a lesbian and she big and I think she's hilarious, but she's not Australian. What is she? Southern. She from here. No, no, no. She had a special on Netflix that you She did too. You sure we ain't talking about the same person? If you sure she's Australian? Yeah, I'm sure she's not American. Oh, okay. It's a good part of her. Because this girl got to stand up too. I mean, I'm. I'm sure she does. Who doesn't at this point? I'll tell you her um, name. I gotta find her. But um, she has a special, and her last special, you were the person that put me on it, which was why I figured. And who is it? Hannah Gatsby. That's who it is. It wasn't me, love. Yes, it was. It was definitely used. It was her not. First I don't one, know who that is. She, her first special was called Nanette. 
you turned it on by accident and then you oh. sent it to me. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. The fuck? The special's name was Nanette. This special's name is Douglas. <laughs> so this is how she... She has a new special out and I'm I watched it. this now. You haven't watched no. it? No. Oh, good. So that's great because you will understand why it made me think of that when you watch it because the first 15 minutes of her of her special this time around is her uh laying expectations of the special it is so goddamn funny <laughs> okay I'm, and original i haven't seen anybody do it before so it was really really fucking funny it was fucking hilarious her name is hannah gatsby the specials are nanette and um douglas two people's names <laughs> so have fun with that the chick that i'm talking about her name is we are not on life hex <laughs> this show is wild fuck? i can't find this this is gonna bother me now damn it she was the person who played dougie in what life in pieces who is Dougie in Life in Pieces? Fortune Feimster. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. I love, I love her. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's fucking hilarious. She's hilarious. That's what I thought you were talking She's about. She's a hot ass mess. She is. But you know, I first, funny started, shit. I first started watching her on the Mindy Project. She was oh, on I there. I didn't know she was on the Mindy Project. Yep, she was. She was one of the... Um, one of the staff on that show. She was also in something else. She plays a real offbeat character in this Hulu series that champions? I watch. Because she she's on champions. champions. Well, she was in Champions because of Mindy Project. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of her rolling crew of people. But she is hilarious. She's super weird. Um, she appreciate She's funny as hell. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> and she don't really cuss a whole lot. She don't. Her, at all, really. Her story arc, her story arc in... Um, on the Mindy Project was one of my favorites. Really? Especially as the seasons went on and I became less interested in what Mindy was, was talking doing. About, yeah. Her storyline kept me watching. Like, kept yeah, me she, watching she's it. good. I liked her. But she's really funny. Um, her and the black girl. I can't wait to see her in more things. My life hacks, love. Oh, yeah. What's your life? <laughs> what are we doing? I don't We're know. We're just chilling today. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to our channel. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing to our channel. Uh, what's your life hack? Stop killing black people. <laughs> uh, huh? That was the one that had to do with Uncle Nearest. And he okay. wasn't killed by white people, but he was a black man. No, so. one thing that I've heard about the Jack Daniels, as an aside, because what the fuck else are we doing now? Um, he was... The one one of the distillery tours I went on talked about the Jack Daniels distillery tour and how clearly it wasn't right but in light of all of this being clearly public information that people are aware of they do some sort of significant job of explaining the true origins of jack daniel's whiskey and including him in that narrative that's cool yeah which is really cool because you don't you know see that all the time yeah you don't but yeah it's just an aside. Okay, so your life hack is to stop killing black people. My other life you hack You would think is, that was an easy, easy hack. I know, right? But it's definitely not. Here's my other one. Okay, cool. If you're ever watching, because we're talking about love and relationship today. Oh, yeah. If you're ever watching a show that you weren't supposed to watch without Bay, mm -hmm. just watch it again with them and ask a bunch of obvious ass questions. They'll never know the difference. Dog. <laughs> you setting people up for failure. <laughs> I just want you to know. I just want just you to Just be like, babe, what's happening? Is he, is he, so you just say shit like that. You ain't even got to prove a point. That's, that's it. That's, that's how you it. say, you don't like, say no, no. so 
Okay, what? well, what? I missed you. Like, what what happened? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. What? So a good one is like, well, wait, I missed it. What happened? What happened? So, so wait, so he went, he went over there <laughs> and they just get pissed off. And then they be like, this bitch, she don't pay attention to shit. They're never going to notice you already watched this shit. <laughs> Yikes. That is quality terribleness. Yeah, it is. How you going to help it. edify relationships and, and then, then tear, tear them down? down. <laughs> I told y'all I don't like marriage. Yikes. But you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, we are going to wrap this right on up. Right the fuck on up. Um, thank you for spending this time with us. This episode is brought to you by the letter L. I don't think I've said that in a while, but I figure y'all know why y'all here. <laughs> but in case you don't, it was the letter L. Um, come to the Nacho Cart and talk to Sparkle, and occasionally there will be a guest appearance by me, Tina D. Hey, y'all. Hey. But um, that is our Facebook page because people sometimes don't know that, which is wild. Um, go there, like us, chit chat, um, and laugh at funny memes and videos that Sparkle works tirelessly to post to y'all and not annoy me with so have fun um you can listen to this episode and all the other ones on spotify google Podcasts, stitcher and itunes while you're on itunes you know what you can do you can rate us you know what you can rate us five stars and five stars only anything else keep that shit we don't want it or need it and you should really evaluate yourself for putting that kind of negativity in the you world you really should um share this wonderful joyous adventure with you know your mom or your friend your cousin somebody that you don't even like maybe you'll <laughs> like them better because they'll like this show um <laughs> until next week eat some tacos still you know this is actually still a taco show so eat some I mean, really good tacos we really still fuck with tacos we really do we, we love just, tacos we've eaten all of them and you guys should know that yes. at this point so you know go back and try a new taco that you haven't tried rub vagina or tacos either one either one, one. <laughs> just you know try one. a new one yeah put a mask on your penis um Yikes. and rub That's some titties right yeah and we will holla at you next time Bye, y'all. You're listening to the Titties and Tacos podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network.